0: jay radha madhava kunja vihari <Sýstas> <Sýstas> Gopi Jana Bala Giri Bardhari. Gopi Jana Bala Giri गोदा Ja ब्रज जनन Javunatira Munatira Vanachari Jaya Radha Madha Gopi Janavallamha Giribharadhyay Gopi Janavallamha Jaya Gopi Janavallamha Giribharadhyay ja shodana nandana
1: Gaur premanande hari haribaur Nama Ong Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Bhakti Bhaktivedanta Swami Nithinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishishishunna Vadi Paschata Deshotarine Namo Ong Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naranchayva Naruttamam Deving sarasatin vyasam dev sarasvinarasam tato jayamudiraye tato jayamudiraye Jaya nashtopraishu abhadreshu, abhadreshu. nittaṃ bhāgavata sevaya. sevaya bhagavati uttama shloke so, yes, so today uh, we won't have the thing written on the board, so I'll just read this verse through. This verse is practically at the beginning of Shrimad Bhagavatam. This is the sixth verse from the first chapter of the second canto. Etavan Sankh Jogabham Swadharma Parinishti Taya Janma Labho Pado Pongsham Ante Narayana Smriti As I mentioned, huh? what we want to discuss like Ante Narayana Smriti. The goal of human form of life is to remember Krishna at the time of death. And here that point is being established. Do you all want to recite with me? Etavan Sankha Jogabhyam. Etavan Sankha Yoga Bhyam Swadharma Pari Nishthaya Swadharma Pari Janmalaho par punsham
0: Janmalaho par punsham Janmalaho par punsham
1: Janmala Ante narayan smritihi Ante narayan So you all memorized the verse Huh? Okay, <laughs> at least remember this last line. That huh? I am sure everyone is able to remember. Ante Narayanasmiti. Ante Narayanasmiti. Narayana 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 okay, thank you. The highest perfection of human life, achieved either by complete knowledge of matter and spirit, the the practice of mystic powers or by perfect discharge of occupational duty is to remember the personality of Godhead at the end of life. So please repeat after me. The highest perfection of human life, achieved either by complete knowledge of matter, and spirit, by practice of mystic powers, or by perfect discharge of occupational duty, is to remember the personality of Godhead at the end of life. So, what is the highest perfection of human life? Although there are various other spiritual activities, as it has been described, by complete knowledge of matter and spirit, That is the complete knowledge of matter of spirit is called Sankha Yoga, Sankha. Or by perfect discharge of occupation, or by perfect discharge of occupational duty, that is called varnashram. Hmm. And by practice of mystic power, that is yoga. So here the goal of these three spiritual activities, uh, analytical study which is coming under the category of Jnana, then Ashtanga Yoga and Varnashram Dharma. So the purpose of all these spiritual practices is to remember Krishna at the time of death. The goal of all these, all activities is to remember Krishna at the time of death. So in the purport of this verse, Srila Prabhupada is saying, Narayan is the transcendental personality of Godhead beyond material creation. Everything that is created, sustained, and at the end annihilated is within the compass of the Mahuttattva. Material principle and is known as the material world. The existence of Narayan or the personality of Godhead is not within the jurisdiction of this Mahatattva. As such, the name, form, attributes, etc. of Narayan are beyond the jurisdiction of material nature. By the speculation of empiric philosophy, which discerns matter from spirit, or by cultivation of mystic power, which ultimately helps the performer to reach any planet of the universe or beyond the universe, or by discharge of religious duties, one can achieve the highest perfection, provided one is able to reach the stage of Narayana, Smriti, or constant remembrance of the Personality of Godhead. This is possible only by the association of a pure devotee who can give a finishing touch to the transcendental activities of all Gyanis, Yogis or Karmis in terms of prescribed duties defined in the scriptures. There are many historical instances of the achievement of spiritual perfection such as that of the Sanakadi Rishis or nine celebrated jogendras, who attained perfection only after being situated in the devotional service of the Lord. None of the devotees of the Lord ever deviated from the path of devotional service by taking to other methods as adopted by the Gyanis or Yogis. Everyone is anxious to achieve the highest perfection of his particular activity and it is indicated herein that such perfection is Narayana Smriti, for which everyone must endeavor his best. In other words, his life should be molded in such a manner that one is able to progressively remember the Personality of Godhead in every step of life. Mm. So in this one verse, the goal of life has been established. Mm. What is the goal of life? Mm. Initially, one thinks that the goal of life is to enjoy in this world. Everyone uh, inevitably goes through that phase. How to enjoy in this world. And Vedas are giving um, the direction how to enjoy. As we are seeing. In this world today, uh, everyone is trying to earn money, make money. Uh, In today's world, the goal of life is to make as much money as possible. Why people want to make money? Because they think that with money they can buy whatever they want. And by possessing those objects of enjoyment, they will feel, they will be happy. Hmm. It is actually uh, a goal that has been set out of ignorance. People are thinking that money can buy everything. Hmm. But uh, the better way to buy everything or get everything is not just money. Better way to buy everything is by getting Punya. Hmm. Money is gross wealth. But Punya is subtle wealth. Hmm. Like we see some people, uh, without making any effort, they become very rich.
0: Hmm.
1: Some people are born in a very wealthy family. Just by birth, they become wealthy, whereas some people they struggle so hard and they can't even make their both ends meet. Why is that? Those who have the facilities of being born in a wealthy family or acquiring wealth very quickly, uh, without any effort, they have subtle wealth, they have punna. Due to punna they get it. Even those who are getting money, they are getting the money out of punya But if they, don't, if they do not know uh, how to utilize that wealth, then they will suffer Therefore, initially Vedas are giving the direction, how to fulfill your desire Yes, uh, through punya, but how to utilize the punya also mm. Like if somebody has a lot of money, but he gambles and loses the money. It happens. Many people, many rich people become paupers just by gambling. Or sometimes some people come and loot their money away. And sometimes they get money, but they get the money by unfair means and they end up in the prison. So these are not the uh, right way to enjoy. The Vedas are giving direction, how to enjoy. And uh, they are giving the direction, to get, do things in the right way, don't do things in a wrong way. Okay, you want money, but if you go and rob the bank, you get the money. But then what will happen, will you be able to enjoy with that money? No, because of that act, you will end up in the prison. They thought that with the money they will enjoy, but they ended up in the prison and suffer. So Vedas are saying, do this. You want to fulfill your desire. There are various ways to fulfill your desires. You want a lot of wealth, okay? Perform these activities- you will have a lot of wealth. You want to have a beautiful wife, perform these activities. You will have beautiful wife. you want to have nice children- perform these activities. You will have nice children. You want to become a king- perform these activities and you'll become a king. And still you are not satisfied. You want to become the ruler of the entire earth planet. Okay, perform these activities. You'll become the ruler of earth planet. Still you are not satisfied. You want to be elevated to the heavenly planet. Okay, perform these activities. You'll be elevated to heavenly planet. Still not satisfied. You want to become Indra, the king of heavenly planet. Okay, perform these activities, you'll become Indra. In this way the Vedas are giving us the option to have the highest position in this material nature. And that is the position of Brahma. Through Karmakanda one can actually reach that point of becoming Brahma, the head of the universe. But uh, an intelligent person will recognize that well, still I am not happy. I did not get what I wanted. I wanted so many things, but I did not get my inner contentment. That's what Prabhupada told me uh, during one of our earlier meetings. Prabhupada told me, uh, you are trying to enjoy for so many lifetimes. No, Prabhupada didn't say lifetime, he said that you have been trying for so long to enjoy and you can see that you are still not happy, still not satisfied. So just offer this life to Krishna. And then Prabhupada explained what happens when you offer life to Krishna and what is this material nature, our endeavor for material nature, what is? what it actually means, it's not enjoyment, it's suffering. What goes on in the name of enjoyment in the material nature is actually suffering. And uh, Prabhupada spoke to me at great length on that. And then finally Prabhupada said, just offer this life to Krishna and see what happens. Even if nothing happens, what's the loss? It's just one life out of so many. So from that uh, time I, I could realize what Prabhupada wanted me to do. Prabhupada wanted me to offer this life to Krishna. Why? Because In spite of so many endeavors for enjoyment, we are still not satisfied. You have been trying to enjoy for so long and you are still not satisfied. So why not try this option? Just offer this life to Krishna and see what happens. And even if nothing happens, what's the loss? Just one life out of so many. So that is what Prabhupada is actually telling us. Just offer this life to Krishna. Whether you are a Brahmachani, whether you are a Grihastha, whether you are a Manaprastha or a Sannasi, just offer this life to Krishna. Everyone's goal should be to offer this life to Krishna. So, <clears throat> through the Karmakanda section, one gets an opportunity to, to fulfill his desires because he thinks that fulfillment of desire is going to give him the contentment and satisfaction, happiness. But then he realizes, no, that is not what I wanted, that actually leads him to the Ganakanda section. And in the Ganakanda section one gets to know what this material nature is like. This material nature is hmm, a place of suffering. That is the real knowledge. The real knowledge is to understand that this world where we are in is a place of suffering. And this body is a wonderful instrument to receive pain. We are trying to enjoy through this body which is actually designed for receiving pain. So how can you enjoy with this body? Do you have any doubt that this body is a machine for receiving pain? Take any part of your body take your earlobe, (laughs) very insignificant Uh, now you consider in how many ways you can give pain to this earlobe, Uh, take a pin prick it, take a knife cut it, take some fire burn it, take a stone smash it, what will you get and now you think In how many ways you can give pleasure to your yellow? Can you think of any? So that is the reality. And that principle applies to every single part of our body. Every single part of our body. Take any part of your body and consider in how many ways you can give pain to this part and how many ways you can give pleasure to this part. So what's the conclusion? This body is a wonderful instrument for receiving pain. So then this is how it further goes from this logical conclusion to understanding what this world world is. And that preliminary conclusion leads to that this is made of atoms, paramanus. This world is made of minutest particles. That's the, after Naya, it's going to Vaisheshika. The conclusion of that Vaisheshika or purpose of Vaisheshika is paramanuvad, atomic theory. Then it goes to the analytical study, Sankhya. Five elements, five senses. The five senses interact interact with the five elements, five objects of the senses are generated. The ears interact with ether, sound is produced eyes, uh, skin interacts with air, touch is produced, eyes interact with fire, form is produced, tongue interacts with water, taste is produced, nose interacts with earth, smell is produced. In this way due to the interaction between the five elements with the Uh, with the five senses. Interaction between the five senses with the five elements give rise to five objects of the senses. Sound, touch, form, taste and smell. Then they considered uh, five working senses. Bhak, Pani, Payu, Udar, Upastha. Speech, Hands, belly, anus, and genitals. So with these five working senses, a living entity becomes inactive in this material world. So three fours are, three fives are, I'm sorry, four fives are twenty. Then three subtle elements, mind, intelligence, and false ego. 23. Then Mahatattva, uh, the princip- material principle, the element, the substance from which the whole material creation become manifest. The, even the mind, even our intelligence, even our false ego is a product of Mahatattva. Twenty-four. With this twenty-four consideration, the entire material nature has been analyzed. But as Prabhupada is pointing out, transcending matter, Shankar actually is transcending matter and coming to the spirit. How all these twenty-four considerations are objective, but object. Exist depending on the subject. So who is the subject? I am the subject. We all are eyes, and that's the subject. I am here; therefore, this world is manifest. So, but this I couldn't be found in this twenty-four considerations. Therefore, I is beyond matter. So the twenty-fifth consideration, Atma, spirit soul, is beyond matter. So this is how they are transcending matter and coming to the spiritual platform. They didn't stop at that. Eyes are minute and many. So anything that is minute and many must have a origin source. So who is the source? Who is the source of all the eyes, the Supreme Eye, uh, Paramatma or Supreme Personality of Godhead. So this is how <coughs> through Sankha, it is transcending the material nature, coming to the spiritual platform and in the spiritual domain they are establishing the existence of minute souls and supreme soul. Minute souls are we uh, and jivatma and uh, the supreme soul is the supreme personality of God. That then leads to the next point, yoga. What is the relationship between the minute soul, spirit soul and the supreme soul? And that is established through the eight steps or eight limbs called ashtanga yoga. And through Ashtanga Yoga, when one achieves perfection in Samadhi, one sees the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And when one sees the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then he surrenders himself unto Him. And that surrender is the beginning of devotion. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Jivedaya Kori Shapara Shadashyodha Shahu Hobotori Ottonto Durlabhu Prema Kori Baredana Shri Krishna Chaitana Mahaprabhu in order to display Daya Kori, bestowing his mercy upon the fallen souls, he descended with his associates and his dham, Shapar Dham Shaho Abhotori. Abhotori, he descended from the spiritual sky. Why? Uttanto durlabhu prema kodibaredan in order to bestow, in order to distribute prema, Krishna prema, Braja prema, which is very, very rare. Uttanto durlabhu prema kodibaredan, shikhai shalanagoti bhakatira pran. He is teaching the living entities how to surrender to Krishna. So this shodhanagwati, this surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the very foundation of devotional service. So this way we can see through different practices when one ultimately reaches to the point of seeing the Lord in the heart. Through yoga what happens? One, one, One sees the Lord in the heart. Samadhi. And when he sees uh, the Lord in the heart, then what would be his natural tendency? When a small person comes across a big person, what naturally happens to him? His head bends down in respect and he offers himself to him. So that is the surrender, natural surrender to the Lord. So this is how we are seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to distribute, to give us something which is the highest spiritual achievement. Therefore, Prabhupada used to say that when one is engaged in devotional service, it has to be understood that he has achieved all spiritual perfection. He has achieved yoga siddhi and so forth. Because this platform of devotional service is beyond the achievement of perfection of yoga, Ashtanga Yoga. So the process begins with surrender. And the goal of life, the goal of this process is to surrender to Krishna. Ante Narayana Smriti means, at the time of death, remember Krishna, that He is your Supreme Shelter. So when you recognize that He is your Supreme Shelter, then what else can you do but to surrender unto Him? And when you surrender, then what does Krishna do? When you surrender to Krishna, will Krishna turn around His face and walk away? No, Krishna will pick you up. Therefore, Prabhupada is pointing out that always remember Krishna and never forget him. So that at the time of death you can remember Krishna. Never forget him. So our life should be designed in such a way that we can always remember Krishna and never forget him. So please uh, make it a point uh, of your life, make it a point to remember Krishna all the time. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the perfect process of remembering Krishna, chanting the holy name. Please chant your, um, chant the holy name in Japa and Kirtan very nicely, especially in Japa uh, you have taken a vow at the time of initiation to chant sixteen rounds. Uh, so, at the time of initiation, what's your spirit? First vow was the first contract. Uh, chant sixteen rounds. Uh, so, be very, very strict about this principle. Chant your rounds very nicely. Nicely means hear when you are chanting. Because uh, attentive chanting means hearing properly. Must chant attentively, meaning uh, hear. The holy name is the transcendental sound vibration. And the way to receive the sound vibration is by hearing. So please take uh, advantage of this process very nicely. Don't ever neglect your chanting. Mm. I'm emphatically telling that, I'm emphasizing on this point because I have seen uh, in course of time you forget about the importance of chanting. I have seen so many devotees, even in spite of making that vow, taking that vow at the time of initiation, they don't stick to the vow. They don't chant their 16 rounds. So please don't fall into that. Make it a point to chant. Yes, at least 16 rounds very, very carefully, very attentively. Because if you don't chant, then uh, you are not following the process. And if you don't follow the process, how will you get the result? Hmm. Say so if, if by taking some medicine you are meant to become cured. If you don't take the medicine can you ever expect to become get cured? So similarly, the purpose of becoming spiritually situated is by chanting at least 16 rounds. So if you don't then how can you properly become situated in your spiritual life? How can you expect to make spiritual advancement? It will never happen. So please become serious about your spiritual life because this is an opportunity to perfect your existence. You are getting a chance to go back to Godhead. Sometimes I hear some devotees, some people say, some devotees also say, Oh, in this lifetime, how is it going to be possible? Maybe it will take many, many lifetimes. Maybe, but the process is there. If you practice the process, then it will happen. This process is meant to take you to the spiritual sky. And not only take you to the spiritual sky, this process situates in your spiritual, in the spiritual sky. If you're practicing the process now, here, you are situated in the spiritual platform, spiritual world. There's no difference. That's why the devotees don't care about liberation. Uh, if I am rendering devotional service here, I am in the spiritual world. Because when I go back to the spiritual sky, what I will, what shall I do? Huh? Shall I do something other than what I am doing now? Therefore, the situation that we are in, in iskon is non-different from being in the spiritual sky. Therefore, remain properly situated. And then at the time of death, remember Krishna and Krishna will situate you. Wherever Krishna situates you, you can rest assured that that's the perfect situation. Krishna may say, well, come back again and preach. Won't it be wonderful? Isn't preaching wonderful? Isn't rendering service to Krishna wonderful? So these opportunities are already at hand. So why should we worry? So this is the wonderful process that Śrīla Prabhupāda has given us and now it's up to us how sincerely we will take to this process. So please take full advantage of this opportunity. Thank you very much. All glories to Śrīla Prabhupāda. Go premanandi. Hari, Hari Go. Does anybody have any question? Yeah. Any mic here? Cordless mic. Okay, you can tell me while they are. Okay. Okay, tell okay.
0: me. Uh, you explain how um, we are trying to remember uh, uh, times we have to force ourselves to get into or to do process of like and really us being so artificial, we So, the question is
1: how can we make it more natural without having to you know, force mm. Mm. Good point, very good point. You see, <coughs> the forcing is necessary at times. Uh, that's called the practicing stage. Initially, it is sadhana bhakti. Right? Sadhana practicing stage of devotion. But by practice we'll achieve perfection. And that perfection is developing the love for Krishna. And when we develop love for Krishna, then it'll be naturally spontaneous. It'll be spontaneous. We want to speak about Krishna all the time. Would like to think about Krishna all the time we'll try to uh, sing his glory all the time so what you are practicing although there's some effort behind that it is to come to that platform of developing our love for Krishna and when the love is achieved hmm, then everything is achieved Any other question? Yes, Bhakti Prem Maharaj. Yeah, cordless it's mic. but when go that
0: time, can be or is
1: it possible? Very good point. Always remember Krishna means not only before going to sleep. Even when we are sleeping, we should remember Krishna. That is the meaning of always remembering Krishna. And it will happen. If throughout the day we are thinking or actively involved in serving Krishna, Then at night also, hmm, when the mind is active, subtle body is active, we'll dream of Krishna and when we're in deep sleep, then we won't be in deep sleep, we'll be transported to the region beyond deep sleep, that is the spiritual reality and uh, there we'll be able to associate with Krishna. That is how perfect this process is. We practice the process and perfection comes in this way. First aspect is we are engaging both the body and mind, gross body and subtle body in service of Krishna. So when we do that, then when we are awake, then both gross body and subtle bodies are active in devotional service. When we are dreaming, uh, sleep has two stages. Dreaming stage and deep sleep. So in dreaming stage we will dream about Krishna. (laughs) And in deep sleep we will be transported to the spiritual world. Because deep sleep actually brings us close to Krishna but because we are not aware of Krishna, we cannot experience. But if we are Krishna conscious then we will uh, d- transcending that barrier of deep sleep, of I- unconsciousness, ignorance, we will come to the region of mm, spiritual reality. Deep sleep actually takes us very close to the spiritual sky. But unfortunately we wake up and come back here. It is like after Mahapralai, going to Mahavishnu and not being conscious. And when you wake up, again when the creation begins, we come back here. Hmm. Similarly the deep sleep is taking us very close to Krishna. Now it's a matter of